Big thanks to Cassandra from the Unsolved Mysteries Solved podcast for joining us this week on D20 Dudes. If you would like a link to that, it will be down in the show notes. And uh, thank you very much for joining us this week, Cassandra. We all are. Anyways, one, <laughs> two, three, four. Well done. That goes so much smoother when Bartlett's not around. I know, right? What does Bartlett normally do? Anything but say his number. <laughs> he'll he'll say other people's numbers. He'll say numbers that aren't even in the countdown. One, two, fifty-six, five hundred. Great. It's usually more like <laughs> one, two. I'm gonna come on your shins. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's Bartlett. That's messed up. All right. <laughs> That's a patented Bartlett saying. Like I've never heard those words it in is. that order in my life. <laughs> and then I met Bartlett. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, now we know the flavor of person. Uh, <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's a flavor, all right. <laughs> it might be durian. Yeah! He, he, to be honest. He's not allowed to be in the... Like, I fear him coming to the to the medieval fair. Oh, really? Okay? I fear it, because I, I think he'll show up naked. I don't know if he'll do that. Oh, that'd be rad. I think that's like a, that's like a criminal offense. Public indecency. You get arrested for that shit. You can, but he's, he just gets away with this Weird. shit somehow. It's wild. He told us stories about how in high school he would just, like, be too hot in the middle of class and just take all of his clothes off. Yeah. And no That's one would do weird. anything That's about really it. That's really weird. Yeah. But, I couldn't get away with that shit. Yeah, no. He's, it's wild. It's like he just occupies this space that no one wants to acknowledge, so he just Fair. gets away with things he really shouldn't. I love how the first part of this charisma check is us talking about someone who's in <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Cassandra, yes. nowadays girls aren't allowed to show their shoulders in school. I know. Showing your shoulders is like a major offense. I mean, what will anyone do if you distract all the boys and make them come on your shins? It's very highly inappropriate <laughs> to show your shoulders. <laughs> If you don't wear your hijab and you show any amount of ankle, oh, yes. I swear ankles by Allah. Are verboten. No ankles? one can see any ne of Next your you'll tell me is that girls are showing their wrists. <gasps> the audacity uh, of it all. Please, don't, don't talk that kind of smut on my podcast, Jenny. <laughs> hey, I haven't even mentioned elbows yet. Oh, gosh, the elbows? Oh, don't talk to me about uh, my weenus. The weenus. <laughs> <laughs> how, how undignified. Haven't even run the intro yet. <laughs> I had an idea for this episode okay. even. <laughs> Lay on, the good my news. Dude. Good news, Dylan. All right, well, I've learned a few more tricks. Anyways, hello everyone and welcome to D20 Dudes, tabletop role-playing podcast where this week the died in decide our topic. I'm being lazy. I'm Dylan. <laughs> I'm Doug. I'm Cassandra. I'm Jenny. Uh, it's charisma check. We would do that little charisma check intro thing, but Bartlett's not here, so he can't beatbox for us. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. And that's the best I can do, my dude. He he did like he was like boots, cats, charisma check. Like he just did this whole thing. And I was like, you know what? That's just it. That's officially it. Yeah, just grab it from another episode and it. pop it in. I just might just have, like confuse everyone by having just a clip of Bartlett in the beginning, and then he's just not in this one. I mean, fair and valid. Perfect. His fault for not being here. There you go. 
Yeah, screw you, Bartlett, for not being here, for having to work at predetermined times, and we already knew you wouldn't be available. Fuck you. <laughs> we could just grab your voice and insert it anyway. Your voice is our copyright so there. Exactly. So I had an I had an idea for this week because like I, this is partly why I want to do charisma check because I just got super bouncy on this shit. I, I recently picked up a new uh, game called Ryutama, oh. and it's it's very it's cute. It's it's very cute. It's a cute kind of game. How cute? And one thing, uh, like Hayao Miyazaki, cute. <laughs> nice. Like any Studio Ghibli movie, cute. All right, I'm listening. So. I noticed one thing it has you do is that the GM doesn't make the world themselves like they do in every other game. All the players kind of get together and they describe towns and villages and cities and the kinds of cultures and things that their characters come from. And they kind of make the world themselves and then interact with that world that they've built. And now I'm bringing that shit up because I asked some people in the Discord to do that a few days ago and didn't get a response. And so I'll put okay. you all motherfuckers in the spot. Okay, okay, hold on. Start world building. We're in this hold now. on. Word and I are going to collab on ours, on our towns, because we we want to, but we haven't had time. I got to the important people, and I couldn't think of names, so that's, you want me just to send you that? Uh, so, I was just anything grabbed. you've already got, yeah, feel free happening. to keep working on, just, like, take your time, but, like... I figured that'd be, like, a fun just kind of thing to, like, put out there. Because we had some episodes on world building, and I feel like they were absolutely awful. Because All Paul, Paul, I love him to death. He's a, he's a good boy. But when Paul gets passionate about something, he refuses to let it go. So those episodes are each like an hour and a half long. That's too much mm. for anyone to listen to. So I figured this would be like a fun, oh, let's do a fun little world building exercise this week. This will do. We'll do world Lovely. building. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I, so I want, uh, like, here. here's what I'm thinking. Um, we'll just kind of, like, we'll just make up a town. We'll just build a town as a group for funsies. All right. So somebody start us off. Somebody give us a detail. So someone give us a launch point. All right, so their culture is all about how fancy they can make their beards. Okay, so this is, this is dwarven. <laughs> Are there dwarves in Ryutama? I haven't gotten very far. I haven't gotten there in there at all. Be. But there's dwarves now. There can be. <laughs> Solid answer. It's whatever. Um, fancy beard town. Okay, so what What would bring about a culture centered around fancy beard? Especially, like, this This feels very patriarchal. So Unless it's like a, a mating display. <laughs> I mean, yes. yeah. Yeah, mating. I was going to say, you know, a prominent hero had a really strange mustache, and he came back with, like, stuff all over his beard and they're like you know what that's cool but i guess mating ritual is fine too well yeah like okay okay so think like all kinds of different stuff in there maybe it's like symbolic maybe they were like uh tokens from his journey you know yeah hang battle trophies off your beard <laughs> i mean hey, depends on the size of the battle trophy she, do you have he an collected ear beards from other people <laughs> he severed the beards from falling upon him. <laughs> I will collect your beard in ritual combat. My own beard will be all the richer. <laughs> you got little bits of like red beard, and over here's a little bit of blonde beard. And this one, you don't want to know what color this one was, but it's green now. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay, idea. <laughs> Don't ask me what color it was when I got it. It's, it was real weird. Yeah, yeah, you just took that hair and dipped it in, like, chlorine for, like, five hours. It's green now. I don't know that that hair would still be there if it's just in chlorine for five hours. I mean, I used to be on a swimming team. Hair can be very resilient. I used to never wash my. It's properly. just not the it turned softest green. hair. Okay, so you didn't say chlorinated water. You said <laughs> just chlorine, straight up chlorine, and that's a different beast. Fair, fair and valid. I was, I was thinking of a swimming pool. Okay, so we've got we got a town full of fancy beard people. <laughs> will ritualistically slay each other for their beards <laughs> as They've a mating be display <laughs> after their great and mighty hero who founded the town. They've got to be good at metalsmithing because they have to make things to put in their beards. And to kill each other. We're exactly. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're just full ass making What about, dwarves. hold on. <laughs> what, what about beard yeah, oil? Yeah, beard oil, very important too. Like they got to... <laughs> Oh yeah, they they have a huge export on beard oil. It'd be like the fanciest in the town. Like other places, it would be so strong that other places would use it as like high grade lamp oil, and they just use mm-hmm. it for their beards. Exactly. Yes. Okay, okay, but yes. what what makes that oil? What what do they use? Do they use flaxseed? Do they use like venom from dangerous creatures? Uh, plausibly non lethal fantasy route number five. Because <laughs> they gotta have a farming industry like massive enough to support that kind of exportation. Well, I was thinking monsters because they have to, you know, train somehow yeah. to get strong enough to kill each other. But then Probably. they would have to. Okay, so, but if you if you hunt those monsters that actively, it it's got to cut down their population to the point they'd eventually be driven off. Yeah, to the point where you'd have to be searching far and wide just for shipments of beard oil or. They've domesticated that creature, that monster they were hunting, and now they just have, like, monster farm. Basically, yeah. Where they make beard yeah, oil. Yeah, why not? Domesticated why not? venom creatures. What is it known for? Monster farm that produces beard oil. Yeah. This is, this is, this is now sort of like a rune factory, I'm imagining. This is fairly rune factory. It, yeah. It actually, <laughs> from the artwork and stuff in the book, it does really give off that kind of vibe. Too. Honestly, yeah. Kind of a... Like a I... Rune Factory Harvest Moon vibe. Yeah, I miss the real Harvest Moon. Story of Seasons is okay. Oh, I did like, too. Mm, real, like, Golden Age Harvest Moon. Chef's Kiss. Oh, yeah, I played the original back on the, the uh-huh. SNES, and that was so my jam. You couldn't even see those characters. You could, they, they were, like, six pixels tall and <laughs> had, like, one facial detail each, and I was still Tiny. head over heels for that redhead. I swear to God. You mean mm-hmm. Dami? Uh, was it was it Nami? Was Nami? I, I think Nami oh, came man. later. I don't she think was she in was the in Game the GameCube one. Yeah. Yeah. The, honestly, this probably is what completely sparked my love for redheads. It's just me playing too many Harvest Moon games because it was always the redheaded chick I went after. Valid. Nami was cute as hell. Oh yeah, and adorable. Gosh. I just want to play Harvest Moon. I might just simp. I might just be a simp. Moving Your personality on. Personality is simp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, ven- uh, venomous creatures that they have domesticated that they kill for their venom. Are they so snakes? They- Maybe, but snake is so overdone. Maybe they're carrion crawlers. Ooh. Yeah, giant, giant fucking centipedes. Big, gross, yeah. venom-dripping centipedes. Like, everyone else would be scared as shit, but then these weird hybrid-bearded dwarf people, like, ride them around for fun. 
Yes, I like it. Somehow totally not getting paralyzed. They've got like an immunity over the generations to the to the like slime because of exude. all of the beard oil. Yes. We have gone so far in a different direction than I thought we would. Today. What did you expect? You expected something else. It's been ten minutes, and we're talking about hybrid beard dwarf. Holy shit! This was a good decision. Uh, You're welcome. Start us oh, in one direction. All right, so so we've got like, <laughs> I like that that one thing just kind of led down this whole rabbit hole. So let's just pick another venue to go down. Like, what, what's what's something totally unrelated to beards that can be used to describe this town now? Like, like what about how? Where would it be located geographically? Like, what kind of climate? Uh, I would say it would have to be sort of a temperate climate because I I think that carrion crawlers type creatures probably wouldn't do well in a very hot environment unless it was a rainforesty environment but a rainforest environment isn't good for beards you know yeah and it's awkward for hair in general well that's what they need the oil for well oil's better against dryness than wet i was actually no if you have like oiled beards in a rainforest it's just gonna make it gross that would be water resistant maybe I mean, oil and water do not mix. True. I don't know much about oil, to be honest. And this is a fantasy. I think it could be magic oil. <laughs> I mean... It's being harvested from it's, giant centipedes. I was just about to say, it's being harvested from the venom of these giant dangerous <laughs> creatures. We're already so. way off the rails. Like, I feel like... So, We're yeah, so far I mean, off the rails we found a different track. True. But I feel like the, the question of where they are... Like climate-wise, biome-wise, has to be dependent on the creatures they're getting the venom from, because it's such See, a huge would, part of their industry. I would say if these creatures are really gigantic creatures, then like a rainforest or something like that might not be the best place because they don't have a lot of um, room to move. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the desert. I was thinking either desert or some plains or wasteland. Plains, maybe, I think. uh, Unless these venom creatures are, like, cave dwellers. Like, maybe they're burrowers. If they're burrowers, maybe that would work. That's so much harder to control, though. It really is. Here's a a middle ground. What about, like, a savanna? Where, like, it's kind of dry, but there's a rainy season. That makes sense. I like that. I like that. What middle ground? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question: Are the slime venom creatures the top predator aside from the humanoids in that area, or do they have something that lives off of them? No, there's definitely like a mountain nearby that has just big ass birds, just unreasonably (laughs) large birds that eat these centipedes. Like, no, they've totally got to have like a whole mythology based on how freaky Mm -hmm. these birds are. Like, shit, dog, tend to your centipedes well and make sure they go back in their caves at night because if you don't, a big-ass bird's going to come in and steal your babies. Yeah, I can see that, like... Ah! I, I could see that. Just gigantic... Like, birds the size of dragons. They gotta be, oh, the like, like, very vibrantly colored. No, mm-hmm. they live on a mountain, so they wouldn't be... They'd be, like, gray. Gray-white birds. Because yeah. camouflage. Gray-white browns. Yeah. And maybe during mating season, they sort of molt those feathers so that they become like iridescent black, like an oil spill. But only during mating season. 
Another good thing about the giant birds is that would give a reason for an adventuring group to go there. Maybe they need help dealing with the birds to harvest the centipedes. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. They would use the feathers as waterproofing for their homes. Like putting them on their roofs and stuff. Dude! Feather roofs! I like that. Feathers! Yay! Yeah, and maybe. Get one of those eggs and it'll feed your uh, town for years. Yeah, and maybe if you cure the, like, venom slime in a certain way, it can harden the feathers to, like, a tile consistency. Or oh, you can to like a like a sword or a shield. Yeah, that'd yeah be I was cool. gonna say the carapace of the dis- of the deceased centipedes could be used for armament weaponry. Do centipedes have a carapace? And we've moved oh, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. moved from um Oh man. What? What were you talking about? Uh, from dwarves to monster hunter? <laughs> yeah. Dwarves in Monster dwarves Hunter. To be monster. Now, if you've ever played Dwarf Fortress, this is like the least unreasonable thing you'll ever hear. I have not played uh, that, nor have I played Monster Hunter. So, by I mean, I haven't played either of them. You should either, absolutely the play Dwarf Fortress. Dwarf Fortress is so wildly dumb. Oh, I it? watched you play it, and I, uh, I'm fine with watching you, you play. There it. is no telling what will happen. Zero. It's it's so off the rails. I had a fort that had been going for something like 80 years in-game. It was at a population in the hundreds. This was the most successful fort I've ever built. And every man, woman, and child was slain. Every last man was killed by a single goblet. What the hell? That had no legs and one arm. What? This goblin... Was truly the wrath of God come down to punish me for my hubris? He even this... upgraded one of his guys to legendary. How? So that he I could couldn't kill it. beat this goblin by cheating. It was fucked. That's rude. That thing, like, I kept resurrecting all my strongest warriors, upgrading their equipment, giving them all maximum stats, and like maxed out their training with console commands and things, and they would all come in and swarm this goblin, and with his one arm and his razor-flailed whip and his purple tumbler hair and his burning green fellfire eyes, he would just spin around in a circle and all my dwarves would fall dead. This one goblin literally was just a god of war come to destroy my stronghold to say, fuck you, Dylan. Fuck you in particular. That's illegal. <laughs> Wild. It it was like he, I was watching you when this happened, and you were going absolutely bananas. Like at one point, I was just defeated. Like I had thrown so much at this, I was like, "It's it's literally immortal. I can't kill this." I just gave up. There was nothing to be done. Just from the the hottest rage I have ever felt to a singular soul crushing defeat. By one goblin. And the thing that honestly frustrates me, I eventually did uh, work around it, but I had planned to actually use that fort as a city layout for a Pathfinder game I was running. I was going to have my players come to this fort and like try and help these dwarves solve their problems. And this goblin just came in and burned it to the ground. Oh. And you don't have like a save file? Um, Not really. Dwarf Fortress doesn't do that. Where it you That's can quick save, but um, what it does is it just kind of at at the end of every session when you close out the game, it just saves the state, Ugh, and you come back true. to that. Mm-mm. Oh, hate that! Mm-mm-mm-mm. I need like seventeen thousand save files of where I am at any given time. 
I, that's part of it is that the game is really centered on like you got to plan really well because you don't really get those kinds of second chances. I could have theoretically like just closed the game without saving it and come back to the save that I had, but I would have lost like three hours of work doing that. And I honestly just felt like they're... My dwarves died in glorious combat. Armok has decided that they have lived out their usefulness. Let this be done. Let his will be done. Speaking of, do our little semi-dwarf people need an enemy city of goblins? Well, I was going to say on that note, we could make a boogeyman for them. Ha ha. <laughs> the Tumblr goblins. <laughs> Legends. Have it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a goblin, but sure, we can yeah, go with that. Legends have it that Starnock the Magnificent, with his purple tumbler hair, came and laid waste to our town in one fell night, with his one arm and, like, maybe maybe bird talon whip. And his hair flip. The only survivor was a stable boy tending to the carrion crawlers. It is only. And he yoked himself to freedom. And then he started stealing beards because he went insane, and that's how our town came to be. That's exactly it. Yeah, Welcome to town, Timmy. <laughs> Aren't you Enjoy glad Enjoy our be beard here. festival. <laughs> the great founder and savior, Timmy. So do the women also decorate their beards? Mm-hmm. Do the women have beards? Yes, yes, yes. I was yes. just about to say, can I stop shaving? <laughs> oh gosh, if I could stop plucking my chin, that'd be amazing. <sighs> I have to go full on shave my face. Oh, that's and Harry's so razors I'm are so pretty sorry. good. Just saying. Valid. But yeah, um, and, if this is a culture that values beards enough, why wouldn't the women have beards and love their beards and decorate their beards more than because any then, men? Well, because then why would the men need to impress them with their beards? Well, you, if they you have, have beards themselves, you have to have better beard genetics. I mean, like it's, it's it can uh, work both th- ways. Yeah, I, I, it's more like a biological thing to me. And I guess, like in a lot of fantasy settings, like if we just do just go full on dwarf, <laughs> like I know, like in the official D and D settings before like the modern era of them, between before like three point five and uh, like fourth edition came around, like dwarves did just have beards regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the old. Uh, uh, Salvatore books uh, there was like a war underground where a whole bunch of drow would come up and try to assault this uh, I don't remember the name of the city they were in uh, I think it was Mithra Hall oh Mithra Hall and, okay uh, yeah they had suffered a bunch of losses and uh, Drist said something to the effect of like if all of your dwarves are such valuable warriors then how come they don't all come like I, I never see like dwarven women and he's like what are you talking about did you not see the two ranks of dwarven women we lost in this fight and then Drissy's like oh no I could never tell the difference (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so at this point they might as well just be actual dwarves like I I don't see them being anything else other than this I mean the minute we said like their beards were that important I'm like "Mm -hmm, yes (laughs) so fair it's too on the nose Mm mm-hmm you say that, and my nose suddenly started itching. Yeah, I'm a psyker. Deal with it. Yeah, I noticed yesterday when you told me that I, I had to give you that address. My I started getting a headache, and I'm like, where the hell is this headache coming from? 
Word can be a little shit all he wants. He will not stop my selfish generosity. <laughs> he sent me a message afterwards, uh, after you confirmed with him, like, the sending. He goes, send help. He's sending me this thing. I'm scared of painting. <laughs> and I told him it's okay. I'm scared too. We can be scared together. Listen, uh, Word's army is honestly not going to be that bad to paint. Jenny, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just for those listeners who who may not know, um, he gifted me a Harlequin 40k army. I've seen the boxes. I see the paint jobs on the boxes. That's terrifying because those little those little diamonds they're not on the models. They're, they're not. I didn't realize you're gonna have to freehand all of that detail. I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is not a gift. This is a curse. <laughs> I've placed a terrible burden upon you. Like, if, if that comes out even halfway decent, like, if you manage to make those look good to any degree, you are twice the painter I am, I swear. I'll keep that in mind. And if, if I good think night. they look like crap, then I'll send you a picture. I have found videos on how to do them, so I will send you those. Anyway. Back on topic. <laughs> All right. we, we, need, um, we need a name for this town. Is it a town? Is it a city? Is it a village? Is it a thorpe? I like that word, thorpe. What's a thorpe? How big is this establishment? I mean, if it's got a huge export, I imagine it would have to be at least city-sized. Yeah, That's I fair. agree. Yeah, they would have a big economy based on that. Mm-hmm. If it's really so high quality to be used as other things. Yeah. I imagine they would take great offense to that, too. Like, if they found out that other people were using it as, like, lamp oil and stuff, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see them fucking going to war with some of the smaller places over this. You damn! How dare you you uh, use our beard oil in lanterns? <gasps> Who do you think you are? The shame. I'm Stephen. Hello. <laughs> well, hi, Stephen. But uh, you sound very nice, but I still must slay you for your transgressions. Now die. You don't even have a okay. beard. Nah, he's Speaking a baby of face. With other nations, how do you think they? Where's your beard? I'm six. Where's your beard? <laughs> it should have started growing in three years ago. Uh, but yeah, what was that you were saying, Doug? Speaking of uh, how they interact with other people, what do you think they do when they meet someone who doesn't have beards or just doesn't have that as part of their culture? Is that a, a huge offense to their people or? Maybe they pity them. They would probably see them as like cowards or weaklings. Yeah. It's like oh, or children, little thing. You poor, poor soul. Milk drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> milk drinkers. Milk drinker. oh. <laughs> How dare you not have a beard? This is the greatest offense to my people and my kind. Go on right now. Right now. What a waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Tolkien made it, like, ubiquitous that dwarves have Scottish accents. We should, like, change that. I don't think Tolkien specified it, especially. I think that was more like a movie direction thing. A little bit, but it's partly because, um, the, the dwarven language that Tolkien created is very, very heavily rooted in uh, Scottish and in uh, Norse, Old Norse. Oh yeah, okay, I can. So that. it has a lot of those same sounds yeah. and uh, phonemes. Well, so I mean, sense. if we want to give them a different accent, I mean, we can go completely in the. Uh, uh, um, 
I feel like I'm going to get hit for this psychically, but um, we could go really stupid and give them like a deep South accent. Oh, don't don't make me do that. Don't make me of all people do that. I've been trying for years. I already like. Mine. I had to do that for uh, that same Pathfinder campaign I was talking about. They they had run into. Um, I decided to throw in a little old gods of Appalachia. So I had to actually use some of like my Eastern Kentucky dialect that I spent most of my youth trying not to have. Ouch. Okay, I won't do that it's, to you. It hurts. It hurts. Well, I'd have if you'd have. What you okay. doing coming around here? Come if you really want, we can give them German baby. accents. Oh, German accents. I don't want you there, mud puppies. Think you're doing around my fence. You get the hell on. You get the hell on. <laughs> Bless your heart. It's my favorite. Well, ain't he slower than molasses coming down the hill in the wintertime? Uh, Always been a fan of Gene. up in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, German accents. I don't... Some Okay, so, funny story. There was this one time in, like, freshman year of high school uh, where we were reading, you know, a Holocaust book. And so they gave it to me. And naturally, I'm very effusive with the way I read my books. And so when they had a, a Nazi soldier come on, I tried to give him a German accent. But it came out like Scottish pirate. And there was also a moment where it's like they had a woman on the train and she sees the fire from like the the crematorium. And so she screams, fire, fire. And when I read, screams, fire, I did. And I was never allowed to read in that class again. <laughs> I want to I want to backpedal just yes. a tad here. What does a Scottish pirate sound like? <laughs> Loud. I don't know if I could do it again if I tried. That's just what it sounded like. Something about 1994 or 19 something for 1980. I don't know. Some for This is a scientific interest <laughs> because I have a character who is, in fact, a Scottish pirate named Captain Alice Dare, and I have no idea how to voice him. Well, There's apparently no you clue. just need to try to be a Nazi soldier just really badly. Got it. Scotch pirates sound like the worst Nazis. Not letting that one go ever. Uh, legitimately, I don't know how I transform that i would be embarrassed to try i would shame i would bring shame upon my family name for generations to come i i need a voice coach <laughs> to attempt so to reel it back into okay. the topic <laughs> <again. laughs> um to summarize dwarves who will ritualistically shave their opponents to claim their beards as their own who have a heavy export on beard oil they get from venomous giant centipodes mm-hmm. who Which live are- on a savannah being harassed by giant birds from a nearby mountain and are apparently very aggressive towards outsiders for being beardless heathens. They've got a beard god. Checks out. Yep. And their boogeyman is called the Tumblr Goblin. (laughs) Yes, and the boogeyman, the Tumblr Goblin, with his purple hair and his whip and his no legs (laughs) and one arm. And somehow he's still the scariest motherfucker in the world. He's cursed by the gods to forever roam. Legless and blood-hungry. So that's kind of a fun one there, because like if, if this does go into Ryutama, um, the 
the kind of deities they have are the, the world was created by four dragons who represent the seasons. So there's spring, summer, uh, autumn, and winter dragons who then created 21 further dragons okay. who are the dragons that create the weather and the climates. Uh, so this would be like a god cursed by a capri- or, uh, I'm sorry, a goblin cursed by a capricious dragon for whatever reason to be just uh-huh. the most horrifying, which this reeks of winter dragon, by the way. Definitely. To be just the most horrifying thing, to just like crawl around on one one arm. That's all he's got, unless he has like some weird levitation power. This is really starting to sound like, uh, oh, there's like I think an Indonesian vampire thing where it's like a woman and her head pops off and like her spine and intestines trail around behind her and she runs around eating babies. This sounds very similar to that. That sounds well, that, horrid. The, the legend is that he has one arms, but you know the truth is he also has tendrils in addition to the arm. Ah! Ew. Oh yeah, let's get Lovecraftian <laughs> with this shit. <laughs> no! He descends from the stars on the bleakest nights when the moon does not show. Therefore, keep your children inside and your window sills closed. Or Grobnar, the Tumblr Goblin, <laughs> will come and expose your children to the LGBTQ community. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what does that say about the dwarves? I guess they're very homophobic. Oh, no, dwarves are not progressive at all. I've, I've seen no set. It, we could we could turn that on its head. Um, But, like, I that's the way the dwarves always are. Is they're, like, they're like the stones, so they're always set in their ways, and they don't like change or anything different. Yeah. But these aren't stone-working dwarves. These no, are no, centipede-farming, beard-harvesting like- dwarves. They're like weird hobbit dwarves. I like hobbits. Yeah. Hobbits are nicer. Can hobbits grow beards? I don't think hobbits can grow beards, can they? I haven't seen a hobbit with a beard. Have you ever seen a hobbit with a beard? I think it might actually be like an explicitly mentioned thing that hobbits don't grow beards. Yeah. No, all their their hair goes to their feet. Yes, exact. Yeah, they got big old dumpy feet and they can't wear shoes. Yeah. Huge sideburns. <laughs> Massive sideburns. You do have some pretty wicked sideburns. <laughs> Fucking. Like, I like to think that hobbits are a division off of the dwarf family tree. Like, they, like one group of the family went to the mountains and one of them went to the hills and, that, and then they just, like, continued to evolve in their own little special ways. Hobbits are actually descendants of humans. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, they traveled to escape the wars of the second era if i'm remembering correctly i could be totally wrong i i haven't read this part of the lord of the rings a very mm. long time so i could be getting entirely wrong but i remember they just kind of were a peace-loving race of men who decided to settle down and, and then got really short kind of yeah over time they just kind of got weird looking and everyone just forgot about them forgot there were even people living in that part of the world so that's why when the hobbits just showed up one day everyone was like what the hell is that <laughs> well i'm a hobbit good sir Excuse you. I'll be right on my way. Oh, Bilbo. I, I, I'm late to market. See, they have these lovely radishes that you can only get this time of year. Yeah, they should totally like... They, they should be beet farmers. They just really <laughs> like beets. They'll just be eating raw beets all the time. Super beets. I take super beets once a day, and it's increasing my nitroglycerin oxide. I don't remember what those commercials are about. You lost me. the amount of an explosive in your body. <laughs> Sounds very dangerous. 
Well, that's what they <laughs> feed the, the centipedes to make their venom even worse, to make even better beer. Oh, fantastic! Oil. The curing process is gonna. They be feed fair. super beets to one cater of the 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 centipedes so that their venom will be explosive. You could set it on fire, make fireworks out of it. It's just involved in every aspect of the pr- the production of their town. Just like you you, you want to like uh make a concrete wall, use centipede venom. Oh man. Oh, I just had, uh, they, they have like carts that they'll haul this stuff out on, right? But instead of having wheels like everyone else, they make tank treads out of centipede carapace. Oh my because God. fuck you and your conventions. <laughs> yes! Do even have a carapace? Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> this town is so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, this is the most autistic thing I've ever done. Aren't you excited? It's going to be great when I have to work this into a campaign somehow. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I'll, I'll be there to help. Oh, my God. Let's, let's name, like, some notable individuals in this town. Like, who, who's 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 king shit of fuck mountain in this place? Well, I mean, I already have Tumblr Goblin down on that list. Yeah, Tumblr Goblin's pretty wild. But he's, like, a he's an evil figure. We need, like, like a, a city, like a mayor or, like, the hero of the town. Well, I think we should but, start... In this case, with whoever is in charge of like the actual beard oil business, Farmblin. Sure, surely Barmblin. not everyone in town does that. Farmblin. Farmblin. His name is Farmblin. Yeah. Farmblin Tumble Down of the exactly. Tumble Down Beard Oil Conglomerate. <laughs> Him and his family have been in the centipede beard oil business for centuries. Farmblin Tumble Down. Nothing says beards like a good old tumble down. Ever since his great 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 grandfather fell face first into a nest of centipedes. <laughs> his great 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 grandfather, butt scratch tumble down, fell first into a nest of centipedes and came out with the most glorious beard. The world had ever seen. He escaped with only half an arm, however. That beard more than made up for it. Why he enchanted that beard to be his new arm. Oh my god. But scratch tumble down. Dying. <laughs> King of the centipedes. But scratch tumble down. You gonna be okay? <laughs> There's a history behind but scratch tumble down. <laughs> That's what's making me laugh okay. so hard. I'm unaware of this history. Therefore, I am uh, ignorant in bliss. Oh, fuck. It's a name I use a lot. In the loop. Okay, so. It's a name he used for oh, a wolf lord for a time. <laughs> wolf lord of the Volga Fenrika. Butt scratch tumble down. I'm just imagining this space marine. <laughs> going to become a fucking <laughs> centipede farmer. Oh my god. The mayor. The mayor totally has, like, a fancy-ass headdress made out of the beards of all of his predecessors. Mm-hmm. That's I love it. Too. Yes. Uh, all right, and I what's the mayor's name? Thimbledon Wolfthorpe. Those are some syllables. Yeah, those are letters I put in order. Thimbledon. He, he's, uh, he's an eccentric man in his later centuries has taken to dabbling with bird oil as an alchemical reagent, much to the chagrin of his family. But he may be onto something, we'll never know. For he rarely comes down from his shining seat of 
centipede beard oil throne gold i don't know i kind of lost that sentence halfway and just kept talking you good you good it's fine we're not gonna interrupt you you should you absolutely listen (laughs) (laughs) there are times whenever like if i just start especially like if i just start rhyming words in an order just be like dylan shut up man your brain turned off and i'm like oh all right yeah cool that's a nice bird over there (laughs) head empty sorry i was making the note head empty no thoughts the brain cell has left the building. No thoughts, out. brain, and scrambled egg. Uh, and the uh, so headsmith of the area, um, Fingleberry Fleem. Fingleberry Fleem? Yeah. Fleem. Well, the best blacksmith, even though you know, it's a woman, best blacksmith in the area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ain't no one can tell Fingleberry whatever Fleem. her name is <laughs> No one can tell Thingleberry that... She also has a delicious ice cream she sells called Fleam Dream. Fleam Dream. That's beautiful. You gotta get that hustle in. Yeah, man. Blacksmithing's good, but you need to kind of have something to pay those bills. That's where the Fleam Dream comes in. And to cool you down after after a day of blacksmithing. Like, that's that's heat. Heat, there's a lot of heat with that. You, you sweat a lot. Yeah, gotta have some ice cream. Maybe gotta have some maybe ice cream. blacksmithing isn't a very lucrative p- profession because everyone just freaking does it. Everyone blacksmiths, but she's the best. There is like annual competitions to see who's the fastest, who's the strongest, who can make the most decorative-looking beard decorations that you can get. Like, and and she's one like. 50 years in a row. Can't compete. Can't compete. Yep, she makes the best beard bling yep. anywhere. Oh my god, Fleam Dream Beard Bling. There we go. <laughs> we are hitting that stride. Uh, rhyming conventions. <laughs> We're not dumb at all. <laughs> Doug. I'm typing it in. This is the thing. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot now. Make up Your some turn. bullshit about this town. We're getting <laughs> dumb as hell. But oh, you want even worse. Oh, what else, what have we not covered? We, we need somebody with half a brain to uh, contribute. How to many this. brain cells are throw, in your possession? Throw any dumb shit out there. I'm the one who started this. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, he he no is. He's barred. the one that yes. started this. He is the one that started all of this. It's all mm-hmm. his fault. Every oh, single thing. Alright, we have a mayor... We have the owner of the Beard Oil Company. We have a blacksmith. Uh, who are the merchants, I guess? Oh, man, I'm not good at names. It's going to have to be someone else. There's a human man. He's a merchant. He lives <laughs> in the town. His name is Steven Tyler. He likes to play in a rock band. He's usually tweaked out. Aww. He doesn't do very well. He helps the <laughs> this beard. This is mean. He, he helps the beard oil just a little too <laughs> This is really mean. Yeah. He's just the lead singer of Aerosmith. <laughs> I have no idea. Jenny doesn't know Jack. <laughs> you just put the singer of Aerosmith really in as like a skillsman? <laughs> no, that's like it's actually true about Aerosmith. That's be like, real weird. Does he sing in the middle oh. of like deals and stuff? Just like when in any time down because he's just like like air guitaring. Like, I haven't hit my stride yet, but one of these days yeah. I'm going to get big. You just gotta, and you'll all see. You laugh at me for my small beard, you but you'll all see. Dream on! Dream on! I was like, and shut up, Steven Tyler. <laughs> and Fingleberry heard that one day, and she's like, dream. 
Flea dream. dream beard bling. Yes. Got a nice little key ring to it. That's kind of catchy. Oh, I'm not I giving him credit. Introduce nice. Tyler a little catchy, it. but catchy. All right, Why did I do that? Oh, it's all your fault, Dylan. Oh. Well, this <laughs> that's about 45 minutes. I think it's a. This is our town. Uh, have we named it? It's very. Small. We have not. No. We need to name the city before we can go. Uh, I named it Beard City, but that's just like a placeholder. We gotta think of something that makes no sense. Good job. Scungle Bottom. <laughs> Scungle Bottom. Scungle Bottom. I love it. I guess. The city of Scungle Bottom. <laughs> okay, okay, what if a Scungle is the name of the centipede? There you go. Makes sense. That makes sense. This feels like a really, really bad Nickelodeon cartoon. Yes. It is, but that's okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad I'm diving all this down. We're going to go pitch this. <laughs> really? <laughs> going to pitch it to Nickelodeon? Whoever will listen to us, the fools. Listen here, Adult Swim. Get on this shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, sounds like no. something that could be on uh, the chicken show. Whatever the that chicken show robot chicken? Is. Yes. Nah. I'm honestly surprised it's Robot dead. Chicken has gone on as long as it has. Honestly, I'm surprised a lot of Adult Swim things have gone on as long as they have. I forgot Adult Swim existed until I downloaded the Duck Game on duck PS4. Game? Yeah, it you're your ducks shooting at each other. You play oh. you can play with other people or you can play alone. But if you play That's alone silly. it's more arcade style things. That's super silly. Okay. So this is our town of Scunglebottom. That's going to be our time for tonight. Uh, thank you, Cassandra, for joining us on this episode. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. You're very welcome. Uh, thank everybody for listening. I'm so sorry about the past 45 minutes you just had to put up with. I'm not. I just want to let you know, this is the second time I've been on here, and it's been bad both times. <laughs> <laughs> Gunning for host status. Come on, let's do it. Um... I, I was going to start putting our social media stuff at the front, but I forgot. So I'm going to put it here in the back today. Going, going old school. All right. So, Facebook.com slash D20Dudes, uh, Twitter.com slash D20Dudes, or at D20Dudes on Twitter. If you want to questions, comments, snide comments, derivative comments, uh, making fun of our mothers, you know, that kind of thing that people do to podcasters. Um, we've got a public Discord link in the show notes for every episode. If you want to come say hi to us on the, on the Discord, we're all dreadfully insane. Please say hello and save us from ourselves. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye now. Also, it's the city of Scunglebottom. Lovely. <laughs>